Blog Talk Radio. Play Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Yeah. Leading scorer in basketball 
uh, when you combine playoffs and regular season, which is, I think it's, it's getting close to uh, the end of his career, obviously, but man, is he batting those stats. Oh, no, wait, I'm sorry. That's the other guy in his team. LeBron's earning his stats. So a lot to get to. <laughs> um, looking forward to it. I know we um, – uh, uh, you know what, Barry? I want to ask you, do you, do you, did you get a chance to look at these all-star lineups yet? Yeah, so I took a look. Um, you know, some deserving names, some, like, hmm, names. And then, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, then there's Andrew Wayne. Um, so, <laughs> you know, it's 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 – it's interesting. Um, it's interesting. I mean, um, you know, LeBron obviously deserved to be a starter. Steph Curry um, deserved to be a starter as well. No, no question about that. Um, you know, looking down the list, you had um, at least in the in the West, right? You had John Morant. Um, you know, was happy that he got the All Star nod um, his first time. I mean, he's balling out. If he would. If, Listen, there's players that got snubbed, but, I mean, the the two guys that you got in, you can't argue that they didn't deserve to get in. There's just not enough spots to get everybody in, right? So, um, you know, shout out to, to John Morant. But, you know, Joker, the Joker obviously deserves to be in. And then, you know, Andrew Wiggins. We'll get to that, <laughs> right? Um, DeMar DeRozan having a great year. Trey Young, eh, okay. Uh, Joel Embiid and Giannis, obviously, and Kevin Durant, you know, before the injury, you know, was an all-star and an MVP candidate. So not a lot of arguments out in the East. Maybe a name or two you could switch up, but for the most part, I think they got it right out there too. Yeah, now one thing I'm I'm fascinated by, and Barry, I know as a uh, somebody who spends a lot of their day with data, um, I got a chance to look at the, the, the voting and how it went down. And, and I think uh, okay. for those people who don't know, there are three factors that play into your state, your, your weighted score. So it's the player rank, the fan rank, and the media rank. I actually kind of like how they do it, quite frankly. So it takes a little bit of okay. everything into account. Uh, it's not just fans, and it's not just players, and it's just, not just media. It's a combo of the three. So LeBron, mm-hmm. Steph Curry – um, Durant and DeMar DeRozan all were the top of their respective positions when it's broken down to front mm-hmm. and guards, by the way. Um, so I guess there's no such things as centers anymore, truly. Um, right. But, it, it, you know, I, I think all four of those guys are completely deserving. And then if you look at the second spot uh, in each position, I mean, out of the West, you have Jokic uh, was a solid two across the board. John Morant was the second to Curry, of course. And then mm-hmm. out on the East, um, you know, Giannis, Joel Embiid, and Durant all tied for uh, a score of one, um, mm-hmm. which for the media, which I don't, I got to be honest with you, the way those three guys have been playing, Durant, Giannis, and Joel, I mean, all three of them have had, um, I think of those three guys as just guys who have not, you know, been completely healthy for their career. So I don't almost hold mm-hmm. that against them in a way. It's almost you see those names, you expect them to be out at some point. <laughs> but uh, there's that. It's just there's man, I, I love it. There is so much combination of good veteranship talent and young talent, and I think that's my biggest takeaway when I look at these. Like, okay, great, the teams are fantastic, um, and yes, I, I, Wiggins being a starter is hilarious. By the way, uh, I brought up the weighted thing. Uh, because Wiggins was the third rank in the um, in the mm-hmm. front court. Right behind him was Draymond, and then Paul George, and then Rudy Gobert. And there's not yeah. a lot of room. But it, it was LeBron and, and Jokic, of course, distanced themselves. And then Wiggins and Green uh, uh, were pretty close together. But whatever. Mm-hmm. My, my point, Barry, is the health of the NBA. And this, I think the All-Star break is a great time to look at it because – um, or at least this time, right? You, you look around sports in general. You look at football, football playoffs, and I was going to bring it up one way or another, Barry. You know I'm a big football guy. One of the single greatest mm-hmm. weekends in sports history. I don't care what anybody says. Um, you know, e- even a great final day at the Masters. You got like two of those. You got really four of those mm-hmm. in, in football. 
Um, it would take four game sevens or something like that in, in an NBA playoff situation. Um, but you also look at ratings. Very, I don't know if you've you got a chance to see, you know, football ratings lay up. Everybody knows that. But be, basketball sure. ratings are, 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 are up about 4% or so year over year, and their bigger games are actually doing well on TNT. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's funny. I've been talking to some people, uh, just friends, and, and, you know, water cooler chatter. Um, but I work from home, so I guess it's the kitchen. But uh, – the NBA. Wait, you have friends? You know, there's a. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> I'm kidding. You answer my texts. Uh, yeah, uh, my sometimes. wife's my best friend. Um, the the, uh, the the health of the league though, it's really good. I, I got to say, I was a little worried that the mm-hmm. it felt like for really the LeBron era, really it just skyrocketed. And I don't. I'm not just crediting LeBron. It's just kind of this this the time in which he spanned LeBron Durant. Pick those two guys if you want. Um, you know, the league has done such a good job with these stars. And I think seeing a guy like LeBron and Jokic and Wiggins, uh, and then a veteran like Green, um, that mix mm-hmm. of old and young in there, uh, it's great. And I really think watching this game, this all-star game, is, is a true showcase of that. It's it's funny. I, I mean, you think – I'm thinking kind of on extremes, extremely young, extremely old. On the extremely old side, of course, you have your wealthier Los Angeles Lakers. Um, and then on the young side, uh, you know, you have pretty much everybody else in the West. And, right. you know, there are a couple of guys sort of in between, like your Paul Georges. Um, I would almost start to throw Anthony Davis. And so I'm, I'm throwing closer to 40 versus closer to 20 here. Um I, I'm just really excited because I always worry uh, what's going to happen with the future of the league. And, and, and you always worry that, that there's going to be that period of time, like right after Jordan, right? There was, mm-hmm. there was a, a solid period of time where it felt like we were just waiting for the next LeBron. So I just want to take a moment and say, as a basketball fan, I'm really excited that the ratings are going up. We, we can come here week after week drop names that are our guys. And this is how I, I always ask you, Barry, if you've gotten – I asked you last week, I think it was, if you've gotten Xavier or interested in getting Xavier, you know, like a, a Knicks jersey or something. But I think there's a lot yeah, of guys – Yeah, absolutely. Right absolutely. When, 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 when I get them get, – yeah, when I get it. <laughs> you might get it for his birthday. You never know. Ah, it's fun. I, I just, I'm just really pleased. Uh, even though people are voting in a guy like Wiggins. Now – Wiggins hasn't been bad, right? I know uh, – uh, uh, shout out to uh, Aaron Simmons, who uh, was really uh, excited about – I don't know why or, or what. Maybe he's just a big Wiggins fan. Maybe Wiggins is sending him a check or something because there's no other reason I can imagine <laughs> you would think Wiggins deserves that spot. You brought up a couple names, uh, even Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, that guy's been playing great, and I think it's really just Carl Anthony Towns to, to really bring that franchise – um, to where it is. I mean, I, I'm a big, I'm a big Carl Anthony Towns guy. I mean, you look out in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just look at the city of Minnesota. It's pretty cold. Not a lot to do. But you got Carl Anthony Towns putting that franchise on his back right now, and I, I love it. I'm, I mean, I, I mm-hmm. he's not, he's not a John Morant who's playing. I, 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 I agree with you, Barry, what you said last week. Uh, I really firmly believe John Morant is an MVP candidate, and he, I, he's a realistic shot to get it, but only because I think Steph Curry is having a little bit of, of a LeBron or Jordan effect where it's like, all right, whatever. Of course Curry's going to hit, you know, eight threes a night. It, it, it's almost so matter-of-fact for him. It's not spectacular. Right. Do you th- I mean, do you, do you think there's such a thing like that as an all-star fatigue? As far as um, with Steph Curry and LeBron? Yeah, like like I, people just not. I don't want to say getting sick of Steph Curry because that's not true at all. But I mean, they're just not a like every so often they'll have no. A I, think, night, I think but, I think as, as I think it's kind of like um, <clears throat> my favorite one of my favorite lines in um, the Dark Knight. You, you play long enough, you're the hero, and you 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 play long enough, you become the villain. And I think you win long enough, you become the villain, right? So uh, people love Steph at the beginning when he started to win, but then when he was winning every time and hitting shots all the time, he he started to become like a little villain. People kind of started to hate on him a little bit. 
Um, so I kind of see that effect. And then there's, there is the Jordan effect where you just, they're just not going to give you the MVP every year, even though you're the best player in the league every year. So I kind of see that kind of similarity, but um, yeah, I mean, Sirius brought up, you know, I, the fact that he said Wiggins, I feel like there was no better option in his mind. I don't really feel like he felt Wiggins was an, uh, an all-star caliber player. I, he might be an all-star caliber player, but that he was in that, you know, like he was a, a starter. Like if he's not, not a no-doubt right. starter in your mind, then I don't know where you think that he would be a starter. I mentioned Cat. I thought he was a better player. I think Rudy Gobert having a, a career year was a better option. Draymond Green doesn't have the sexy numbers, but he is probably the most important piece to that Warriors team after Steph Curry. Um, I didn't mention him, but listen, the player rank had him number three, and and that's a respect among the players for him, right? right. I think Carl Anthony Towns had the media rank as at a number five. That was the highest he had. That's a respect factor. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. You look at Wiggins. Um, you know, his player rank was five, so there was four guys ahead of him. His media rank was a six. There was five guys ahead of him that the media thought was better than him. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, there, there, there's too much of a discrepancy for me to, to say, you know, he only got – Wiggins got the, the strength of weighted score because of the fan rank, and the fan rank is garbage in my mind. So, um, I like the fact that they're putting the player and the media in there to kind of balance it out. Because if it was right. left up to the media, Car- Carmelo Anthony might have got slid in, and that would have been crap. You know what I'm saying? So, but <laughs> at the end of the day, Wiggins, I I'm happy for him. I don't want to besmirch him. He's having a good year on a good team. Right. But I feel like there's better options, and as like if if you in serious as mine, I'm not. I don't want to speak for him. If I feel like he's saying you know, why not? Because there's not a better option that stands out to you, then I don't feel like he's the option. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, you no, know, I, hey, listen, listen. Uh, I, I think if I had to pick, I would probably put Green in there. I would probably put Green in there, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Um, again, I, I, I agree with you simply and not with a ton of conviction. Um, you know, it's the all-star vote too. It's not anything, you know, this isn't like, um, like an all pro team or anything like that. Uh, you know, I think, um, Mm -hmm. I think Golden's paint's just annoyingly rich at this point. And, uh, I think Steve Kerr has been doing a killer job just, just keeping that team in a, um, a better state than say like the Nets are where the Warriors go out there and they compete every night with their stars Mm -hmm. and they, they built themselves enough. Um, consistency, I think, is the best point. And they're, like, they're consistent in a sense. Um, but I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do. I mean, as a Nets, you know, as a Nets fan, personally, I'd love to see them not win a championship. But I just think the way mm-hmm. the team is built, from a you know almost a fantasy basketball standpoint, where you just decide to build the roster perfectly, it's annoying as hell. Uh, great job by. Right. The GM out there, but you and, know, but, I, I, I want to give Wiggins his credit though, Dave, because no, at the beginning saying, of the I'm season, no, I, I just want to say because Wiggins at the beginning of the season almost wasn't going to be able to play, right? Like because of the COVID right. situation, he didn't want to get vaccinated. He he went through that little mini storm, not as bad as Kyrie, but he did have a little bit of controversy. Got vaccinated, got on the court, balled out, let his play speak for itself. And now, you know, he's made it to the point where he's an all-star starter. So, you got, you know, I, I'll give him credit, man. He, he, he you know, and, and this is a guy that's been traded from team to team. People didn't really feel like right. um, he was not even all-star level. Like, he wasn't, you know, he, he was drafted by Cleveland, went to traded to, to, you know, any other team that would take him. And, and now, you know, he's on Golden State and kind of reinvented himself and, you know, made himself into all-star caliber player. So, you know, I, I do want to give him his credit. Yeah, I mean, again, I, it was uh, no slight to uh, to Mr. Wiggins. But, no, I look, we'll see how it all plays out. Um, i got to say, Tatum, mm-hmm. Jason Tatum out in Boston, 
dude has been fantastic. Um, he's one, I think he's the epitome of one of those guys who's just going to have a really, really good year, and they're not going to be good enough to compete for a title. Um, and other guys are out there doing such incredible things that his is going to be lost in the shuffle. So I just, I hate him uh, because he's on the on the uh, Celtics because I can't stand anything Celtics, but got to show him some respect. Um, you know, another guy, you, uh, you know, another guy, couple group of guys that we've been looking at too, or I have, is if you look at Cleveland, right? You look at Cleveland, they're putting it together with, with Jared Allen and Darius Garland. Now, I will readily admit, right, I I mean, Darius Garland, okay. I, what do you do you see him as a franchise altering guy? Um no. well, you have to think about it. No, it's like yeah, I mean it's like no, but like the dude is balling out, like I know. He's a solid you know what? second option. I think he's ascended himself to be a really good second option. I wouldn't say like he's a number one, like you would he's a cornerstone, like you would build a team around him, like you would build a team around right. um like A D or Cat or somebody like that. But yeah, right. Or, but yeah. like kid can ball. And 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 yeah. when you look up, Cleveland's the three seed right now. You know, they beat the crap out of my Knicks, right? And then they just beat (laughs) up on the Bucks too. So they're doing something right. And that that kid Garland's doing something right. Like, every time you look up, he's just having a good game. And, and like, like I'm watching him against the Knicks, and, like, they can't stop him. And, like, you know, know, and they had Sexton too, right? That's the guy that they thought was going to be – the the really the real answer right the high draft pick but Garland's coming in and really just playing good basketball and just and just fitting with that team Kevin Love accepting his role coming off the bench um uh, was it um the the kid from the Bulls uh, I can't I I don't want to butcher his name marketing or whatever um you know he was a cast off in Chicago they kind of gave up on him he comes to Cleveland. He's playing really well too, hitting outside shots. They're just a really, they're just overachieving. They're the Knicks of last year, to be honest with you. Oh, that's a great comparison. Unfortunately, I'm sure. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, yeah, yeah, uh, Markin, and I'm pretty sure is how you say it. I mean, he's you know he's he's a seven footer out there, um, mm-hmm. and and I just think again, kind of going back to what I was saying about the Warriors. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, right. I'm in no way making a comparison, but it's just a team mm-hmm. that you've constructed properly, and I think that helps a guy um, like Garland, and and he he just goes out there, he does his job. Um, if you look mm-hmm. uh, at at this at the overall standings, right? So this was mm-hmm. the thing that stood out to me the most. Did you know that on the in the Eastern Conference, Cleveland has the best uh, point differential at 4.9 per game? They're mm-hmm. putting up 107, and they're only giving up 102, and that's the recipe for mm-hmm. success. I think, actually, statistically, they have the best defense in the East. Yeah, they mm-hmm. do. Um, and it looks like overall in the league, just just glancing at the stats right here, I think the Warriors are the only team better than them. So if you're going to do something, as a great man once said, if you're good at doing something, don't do it for free. And uh, they're mm-hmm. you know they're still getting D- Darius Garland while he's young, um, mm-hmm. and he's growing. I mean, you look at his year over year stats; everything is going in the right direction. Um, so I, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do. Can he put it together um, for a whole season? Literally every. Can they keep it up? Because they're not going to sneak up on the Bucks anymore. Because you look at after the game when Giannis was asked well, about him, like, he said he said this is a Cleveland team. We 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 this is not the Cleveland team we knew over the past few years. They're, they have a good team, and we have to respect them more. So they're not going to sneak up. <clears throat> excuse me. You're not going to sneak up on anybody anymore, right? But to your point, like Garland's balling. Uh, the rookie Evan Mobley looks really good. Uh, Jared Allen. This is a good team. They they play together. You, like you said, their point differential is really well good. Give Bernie Bickerstaff, not Bernie, uh, JB Bickerstaff. I'm sorry. Um, 
give him credit because he's coaching this team, which is pretty young, um, and and really having them compete every night on both sides of the court, and that's that's rare. And that and give Beckerstaff credit. Yeah, they're, you know what? They're getting the most out of their guys. You brought up Jared Allen, too. I mean, I really think that interior defense is, is why they're doing so well. And you don't have as much exterior yeah. shooting on the East, in the East as you do mm. as you do on the West. So having those big guys in the middle, it, it, I think it's really bearing out. It kind of reminds me of uh, when the Heat really started to put it together a couple of years ago when they were just sort of a tough, gritty team. They didn't quite have the same length that the Heat did back then. And uh, I think mm. that the, that the constructed Cavs right now are, are perfect for what you've got going on in the East. Um, and you mentioned that the Cavs are the three seed. Just to, just you know, uh, a real quick recap of the top six. You have Miami mm. as your one. You have the Bulls at your two. Cavs three. Mm. Nets four. Mm-hmm. Bucks five. Celtics. I'm sorry, Celtics. Philadelphia 76ers as your six seed. Um, and all those games are separated by two and a half. Um, so, and, and honestly, and you could throw a uh, roll of dice, six-sided dice, assign mm-hmm. any one of those teams a number. If it came up with any one of them, honestly, at this point, I wouldn't be shocked uh, if any one of those teams came out of the, out of the East. I mean, like, I'm like the West, where it's like, okay, is it going to be the Suns mm-hmm. or the Warriors? Um, I think any one of those six teams could come out of there. And um, I, allow me to be frank for a moment, Barry. I... Mm-hmm. I have a lot of thoughts um, on Kyrie and the Nets. Before you go to the Nets, I go just ahead. want to say one thing. Give, and give yes. Cleveland management uh, credit because losing Ricky Rubio could have been devastating for them, right? Um, but they, mm, they understood that their team is, is overachieving and they have a chance to do something special this year. So what did they do? They went out and traded for uh, Rajon Rondo, who was just having a disastrous um, campaign. So, um, give them credit that and rookie and, and Ricky Rubio was a settling point guard. Now, you know Rondo comes in, is kind of the same player, and and really just kind of it provides that leadership that the young kids need. So. Uh, you know, bef- I just wanted to get that out before we move on. Um, you no, know, that's give, a good point. Give, I mean, uh, I, I just don't. I I just don't see them winning a title. Um, just there's too many obstacles. No, no, absolutely not. Uh, absolutely not. But if you're gonna, I mean, if they go all in, I'd love to see them go all in. But I think they need to finish that process during the off season. But I I I, I think you're right. I think they're not making any rash decisions out decisions out there in Cleveland. Uh, it's not gonna have Dan Gilbert writing any nasty letters at nine at nine p.m. at night or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. So, all right, my Brooklyn Nets. One of the big reports that popped up over this week, uh, mm. which is funny, I use the word reports. I don't know if you saw the press conference in which James yeah, Harden did. was asked about the Bleacher Report reports, uh, and and it was asked. It came out that on Bleacher Reports that uh, Harden was unhappy with uh, Brooklyn, uh, both the mm-hmm. situation with the team, and I think we all understand that, that means Kyrie. Um, and he, there was even a line in there that he doesn't even like living in Brooklyn. Now, I'm not going to worry about the second part about living in Brooklyn. There's something not to like about everywhere. There's something to like about everywhere. Otherwise, people wouldn't live there. You know what I mean? Like, fine, let's move past that. Let's talk about the on-the-court stuff. And this is why Kyrie broke the nets before they ever had a chance. So I had to look, and, and I'm going to give you the exact date. Um, and when Kyrie joined the nets, you didn't know what this was going to be, right? He he and Durant came over. It was June 30th, 2019, was when Kyrie signed his four-year deal, okay? Nobody knew what was going to happen. But we all knew Kyrie was a bit of a wild card. Uh, whether you think he's crazy, whether you think he's eccentric, whether you think he's trying to save the world, I'm not worried about any of that. I'm strictly talking basketball and you and me both know that when he's at his best there there are pound for pound maybe not many people that have ever picked up a basketball better than Kyrie but the problem is if you only come to work when you feel like coming to work they're not going to keep you around long unless you're a basketball player to a point where the Nets actually did tell Kyrie to go away until they realized they needed him but I think the will he show up won't he show up 
charade game, the whole I'm going to use my platform bit um, rubbed the team and the franchise the wrong way to a point where you have to believe when they said at the beginning of the season, listen, Kyrie, just Mm -hmm. stay away from the team to a point. Like I said, they needed them. And I believe that decision was made with the blessing of not just Durant, but with with uh, Harden. Now, I think based on the statement that Sean Marks had made, like, hey, we're making a, 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 a decision with conviction, right? That was how they came out, and they, they, they came at Kyrie at the beginning of the season, which at the time, and, and I still do think that was the right thing to do. Um, but going back to the, the, the comments from Harden, Harden – it seems to me like Harden was sold the bill of goods. And again, this deal assigned for Kyrie and Durant in June 29 or the summer of 2019. Nobody saw any of this coming, but when Harden came over, um, Durant and Kyrie really weren't factors for the Nets, and, and, and Harden saved the team and Harden changed his, his play style. Right. When Harden came over, he was – I mean, the guy's basketball IQ is off the charts. And I didn't – I'll admit, I, I sort of saw him more as a as a quirky outside shooter. But once I, I got a chance to watch him play in and out, his basketball IQ was just ridiculous. And as a ball distributor, he was incredible. He doesn't have the handles of a Kyrie, but, man, he could play quarterback like Kyrie. Um, uh-huh. But I think, I, think the, I think at one point, you know, if you're Harden, you're looking at this situation and you're thinking – what the hell is going to happen, right? We don't know mm-hmm. if, if Harden chooses uh, not to come back uh, to Brooklyn. He has a, a swarm of options. And the same, same is true. I just don't see the Nets bringing Kyrie back. And I don't know why Kyrie would want to come back to a city that specifically says you can't play your home games here. It would be crazy. Mm-hmm. So the Nets are going to be, quote, unquote, stuck with Durant. And that's what I want my whole point to come down to, is the Nets are stuck with Durant. And one of the rhetorics, uh, and Barry, I want to ask you as a yes or no question, um, do you think the Nets did the right thing? Let's just just assume Nets get bounced in the Eastern Conference Finals by Milwaukee, right? Just go with that as a premise. Do you think what the Nets did in bringing in these three guys, was it worth it? Or was it a total bomb? Um, I, I I mean, yes, I, I, it, it's worth it bringing Durant, right? Um, I yeah. think having to bring in uh, Kyrie with him is a high risk, high reward. I think, you know, to get Durant, you had to bring Kyrie. Um, I think that's where the trouble started. I, I, having Durant in Harden is not a bad look. Not at all. Right. And I think Harden, if you would have asked him where would I have wanted to be, Houston or Brooklyn, he would have taken Brooklyn. Even though Houston right. has no state sales tax, Brooklyn had the better team and the better situation yeah. for him in the end because he was miserable with Westbrook, um, Westbrick, if you believe uh, some of the pundits out there. And, and you know, <laughs> they had no chance of winning, right? Um, I think – they're going to regret bringing Kyrie in. And Kyrie's a great player. And, and, I, and you know, TP always says I'm, I'm bashing and hating on him, and, and I always get to the point where I just don't even want to talk about him anymore. But, you know, right. he is a great player. But I, I can't co-sign him to, to being a, a part-time player because I'm looking at Westbrook. At least he's out there. You know, he may be struggling and get, you know, doing everything to try to lose the game, but at least he's out there. And, he, you know, when so, he's out there, he's going balls to the wall, right? So, I mean, so Kyrie, to, to that point, I mean, he, you know, he they have a big game against the Lakers. Durant's hurt. Kyrie's not playing because he, he's not vaccinated. He doesn't, you know, we're idiots for asking him if he's going to get vaccinated, right? <laughs> and Harden's got to be out there by himself. With, with, you know, it's it's like, you know, Durant and the, the team formerly known as the Nets, you know, it's not really the Nets players. And he's, like, struggling to keep them afloat, getting a triple-double. And I'm like, I would be like him. I didn't sign up for this. I, I didn't come here for this. You know, I, I mean, my guys, Durant's hurt. Yeah, but Kyrie's not hurt. He's just not being there. And I think, you know, to be honest with you, I think Harden – 
and, and brought Kyrie back to be a part-time player because now it's just disrupting the flow. It's disrupting the, the chemistry and, and, and the rotations and everything. So I, I can understand why Kyrie, not Kyrie, Harden might be on the market and the team that I'm watching right now, the Sixers, you know, would love to bring him in next year. Right. You know, and, yeah, and I, I want to get to that out. But, but, okay, I want to take a quick step back, right? I, I pretty much agree with, with, with everything that you said there, right? And that's perfect. So, so we're on the same page, and that's our backdrop. But the simple question I want to ask, given all of that now, is uh-huh. if you're Sean Marks, do you think <laughs> you did the right thing in, in doing that? By bringing them well, in. I mean, obviously, yeah. Or was it a bust? By bringing Durant in? Yes. Nope. The whole Absolutely. List, nope, you got it. You got you got nope, the whole package. Was it worth it? Selling I, your I mean, soul and your draft honestly, pick I, for the for the big I three. think yes. I think yes because it made you credible and made you an instant winner. And you know what? Take away take away the 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 immunity, the vaccination, all that kind of stuff. This team hasn't been on the court mostly because of injuries, right? I think how many play, games right. have they played? Ten or twelve, oh, something like. Um, and you know, yeah. if you take, yeah, if you take away the, um, the 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 vaccine, it's really because of injuries that you know either Kyrie's hurt or Harden's got the hamstring or Durant's hurt with the knee or something like that. So um, you never you've never seen this experiment on the court together to understand if it worked or not. Okay, like in theory, it, yes, it works because Brooklyn's relevant. They're, they're, they should be higher where they are as a seed, but they're a good team regardless when all of them are on the court. You just haven't seen it. Yeah. So here's um, another, and, and, and I want to speak specifically to the critics of the Nets. Okay. The Nets did the right thing, and they didn't just do the right thing. They did resoundingly the right thing, and there's no way you'll convince me they did the wrong thing, even if they lose in the first round. And here's why. You know what the Brooklyn Nets are? They are a, a, a destination franchise right now. Now, before you had any of these three, the Nets were uh, Alan Crabby, uh, Jared Allen, um, by the way, doing great mm-hmm. with the Cavs like we said earlier, but Jared Allen, Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert. Right now, every single one of those men, fine, fine players. Um, I I'm, I'm, uh, will always be a fan of them. But mm-hmm. other than really Jared Allen, none of them are leading their teams to um, great success, um, as Borat would say. Uh, wh- wh- what's Kenny Atkinson up to right now? He was the right coach for that group, but that group, uh, uh-huh. I if right now if if the Nets still had that core, I don't think it's very crazy to think they wouldn't still be somewhere between the sixth or seventh seed. They wouldn't be. They'd be a better Celtics, I think, right now. Where they, uh-huh. I, I, they would be, in, they'd be in the plan, right? I, I'm convinced of that. Uh, but because they 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 sold those guys, they're now in a title contention conversation. Even if sure. you lose Kyrie, even if you lose Harden, you're still going to have Durant. And I almost, again, I'm trying to take the fact that they would still have Durant out of it. Even if Durant somehow said, you know what, Brooklyn, get get me out of here. All my friends are gone. Send me somewhere else. Try to get a haul of picks back and rebuild. Whatever. That's fine by me. You know what you still had was this this set of years where the Nets were relevant. And, and maybe it's the Jets fan in me that is so just – over being irrelevant and bad. And I think Barry, who has a Giants fan, would, would completely a- agree with that. Like, at some point, you're like, you know what? I'm sick of being a joke. I just want to be relevant. And then that's, and then once they get to that relevant point, it's like the team's either, you know, uh, 250, 500, or 600 in terms of record, right? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm happy that the Nets are where they are. Even if we don't win a championship, I'm just going to just start throwing Wii's around. But even if we don't win a title – that's fine. You know what? The Nets have been fun as hell to watch. And sometimes if you're a fan of a team, I'm, I'm thinking of the Eagles, 
uh, when they went on their title run, because you don't really see this happen in basketball, but if you look at a team like the Eagles, they went on the title run. It was a great, like, four or five-week stretch, even when the Giants went on their championship runs. You, you go through the process. You don't think you're going to win a championship. Look at the Bengals right now. You don't really think you're going to win a championship. you like, oh, wow, so you're saying there's a chance. Shout out to Dumb and Dumber. But um, with the Nets kind of sneak their way into the playoffs every single round, you think they're going to have a chance to win the championship. Um, and the ride as a Nets fan, and I, I, I think it's been a blast from an on-the-court perspective. The Kyrie stuff has been exhausting, for lack of a better word. But uh, if you're the franchise of the Brooklyn Nets, you have become a premier franchise regardless of how many it's like, it's like we said these guys have played together 10 games well guess what they can't miss tv um you look at the ratings on yes the, their yes ratings have been fantastic um especially in a world right now where, where tv ratings are are everything so they they had uh they had the new owner and he said go out and hit that luxury tax and blow through it if you need to um mm-hmm. i can't imagine um a uh, team like I could see the Heat doing something like that, though doing something crazy to bring a group of guys because they've done it. But you look at the Bulls. I, I I just don't see the Bulls pulling that kind of trigger. I don't see the Bucks even doing that kind of thing. I don't. I could see the Seventy Sixers do it if maybe the GM has a really bold day. But you look up and down the rest of the East. None of the teams in the East are gonna make that kind of crazy franchise altering move to just not just change. you know I hate when teams talk about culture but it truly was a culture shift and now uh, if it's just a rant you know what's going to happen if somebody wants to come to uh, a team with a lot of space um, and room for growth but a savvy veteran there to go with you have the Brooklyn Nets um, and when Durant leaves at some point then you know what they'll be able to probably flip Durant for a couple of firsts, just like they once got, you know, Garnett and Paul Pierce for, or something like that. Um, mm. There's no, you know, you use the phrase, and this is a phrase that uh, is common with, with the Brooklyn Nets is high risk, high reward. Again, I think, and maybe it's just me, but even if you don't win a title, um, historically, uh, sure, fine. It will be looked at as a failure. Um, but how many groups of superstars in all of sports, especially basketball, have come together, not won a title, and we all look back at, boy, that was a huge disappointment? No, I, I really don't think that happens as often as we think. In the moment, of course, you're going to think that. But when we look back on it, you're going to say, oh, wow, you know, that was a great, great group. Um, they didn't get it done. But uh, look at, look at you know, the, the, the Suns or the Warriors were, were who took them down. And historically, you're going to have that championship that the Suns or the Warriors win marinate over uh, the public, and that's what you'll remember. The win of the Suns and the Warriors and not necessarily the loss of the Nets. Um, so I think the Nets did the right thing going all in. Um, they weren't going to get above a five or uh, four or five seed uh, with LaVert, Allen, Dinwiddie, Krabby, that group. Um, so that's my take on the Nets. I, I think that uh, Harden will leave. I think um, Kyrie will leave. I think it will be uh, Kevin Durant doing the Will Smith meme, uh, standing in the room, looking around, where'd everybody go? Um, but what else can you do? What else can you do other than stand pat? Um, so I'm, 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 I'm excited. I'm a little sad. Uh, I'm excited because maybe we'll see them put it together for a, a both the first and last dance this playoffs. Um, but sad because I know it's coming to a close and we'll get closer to irrelevancy unless what I said is true and Durant becomes a destination. Um, one of the other teams I mentioned, Barry, was the Bulls. It does not seem like the kind of team that's going to pull a big move. Um, and I just want to take a quick moment to talk about Alex Caruso. B- Barry, did you see the Grayson Allen um, play where he had a hard foul and kind of whipped his arm around and took out Alex Caruso? Yeah, I saw it. Um, you know, typical Grayson Allen, um, hard foul, um, almost borderline dirty. I don't think he meant to hurt him, but I think he meant to really kind of stop him in his tracks. And, you know, Caruso, I think it was um, six to eight weeks at least, he, this injury. And I think yep. the coach, um, Billy Donovan, even mentioned that, um, you know, it could have been career-ending um, type of injury. So, um, you know, 
you know, prayers up to Caruso. I hope he recovers and gets back. He's a really important important piece to the Bulls. I know the Lakers wish they still had him. Um, Grayson Allen. Um, hey man, um, you, you need to get your SHIT together, man. This is it's, it's enough's enough. You know what I mean? Enough's enough. And I'm I really, I just don't, I don't understand why. Um, you know, there isn't, like, really something done about this guy. Like, I, you yeah. know, it's it's really it's, it's, it's really getting to the point where you got to question everything about this kid. And you, it's like, we, we know you have a reputation. You know, there was guys like that before that, you know, you see the hard fouls and stuff. But, like, at this point, this kid is like, you're you're almost you're almost damaging careers with your with your BS and it's like, come on, man. Oh, it, it, a one game suspension, by the way, which was handed out to Grayson Allen for this oh, dirty play. And yeah, I don't disagree. I, you know, he I don't think he went out there with the intention to whack him, you know, in the shoulder and then throw him to the ground. But I do think he swung his mm-hmm. arm around unnecessarily. And the sport has been around for what we're coming up on what is it the seventy fifth anniversary season. And yeah, they're you know he's turning into like the Kai Cobb of basketball. It's ridiculous. Um, you know you can control yourself. I, who was it? I think it was oh, was it Stephen Adams a couple a couple maybe more than a couple years ago. He had a, a playoff stretch where he was flinging his leg around and kind of kicking guys. I think he kicked Draymond. I think in the uh, in the unhappy place. Mm-hmm. Um, and at some point, yeah. you know what happened? He kind of learn how to control it and stop. And you can stop these things if you, you really put your mind to it. But I think there's just some guys, when you get in that moment, you just you you, sh- you kind of show who you really are. And Grayson Allen mm-hmm. absolutely has shown that when push comes to shove, he's going to push and shove. Um, and I'm not I, – I, I don't know how to police it, but one of my big fears at this point is um, – and, and both fears, but also – like if, if the player's taken into their own hands, where I'm going with this, you know, if Grayson Allen does a slightly harder than usual foul next time, or say he does mm-hmm. accidentally fall into a guy the wrong way, but they say, oh, there's that Grayson Allen, and somebody comes at him, um, and Grayson Allen will get, you know, what's coming to him, but in a, you know, in in an innocent situation. I mean, it's tough. I think at some point the league needs to um, address it privately. I don't think this is anything you'd want to address publicly. But at some point you got to say, like, dude, you know, we're, you got a one-game suspension, and if that doesn't send a signal, we're going to have to start getting um, more on your case. Um, because even what Allen's doing, you know, I don't even think the Pistons of the, uh, you know, the 80s, you know, th- this is basically uh, a little bit harsher than that. Not much harsher, but uh, – um, it's kind of in that in that realm, and I don't like it. I don't know how you police it because it's just been a pattern. It's it's a pattern of behavior. I mean, the fact that he also tripped people in college a lot, and now he's doing this, it just shows that it's it's part of his game. It's how he plays. Yeah. Um, and there's no there's really. no business for it. Yeah, and I, I agree with you. It is part of his game, and it's like. Um, all right, now now what? Now you're just going to have that reputation, right? Like, everybody knows. He's already had it. But now, like you said, any little thing that he does, every little move that he makes, they're going to be watching him. And, and you know, it's a quarter time. <laughs> and it's like, they're, you know, and it's like, but seriously, they're going to, the, the slightest foul, he's going to get a flagrant too. You know what I'm saying? And and then oh, um, it's going to get right. to the point where, you know, the the word's going to be out on him, and dudes aren't going to want to play with him. They're not going to want him on their team, and, and he's going to be out of the league before you know it because nobody's going to – you think LeBron would, would want to play with this guy? And if LeBron don't want to play with you, it's going to it's gonna go around. You know what I mean? Like, hey, man, I don't want this guy on my team. You know what I mean? So, you know, it, it, we just wait for it. Oh, yeah. No, it's – um. I hate it. I, I really, I, I hate it. Um, you gotta get it out of there. But I want to talk on something a, a little more positive. Um, did you know? And this was coming into yesterday, I think. So I, I don't actually have the updated numbers. But LeBron is, is I think, uh, about a hundred points away from being NBA's all-time leading scorer in regular season and playoffs combined. Now, of course. 
you know, he's got, I think he's still behind Malone um, for uh, regular season points. Um, he's about a couple hundred points away um, from catching Malone. He's definitely within a thousand. And he's got a, 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 about a couple more thousand to get to Kareem. But um, it's been it's been quite a career for LeBron. Do you, um, of his stats that he's, you know, he, he's like in the top ten all time for, for so many critical stats. Um, what do you think is the most impressive? Is it being a, a stat leader in one particular category, like just blowing everybody away in points? Um, or do you, um, do, you give, do you give a lot of credit to his ability to both uh, to assist as well? I mean, the dude's almost got, you know, God, he's almost got 10,000 assists. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Sure. I, I, think, I think it's the fact that – just yeah. Ridiculous. I think it's the fact that he could, he he checks all those boxes because I'm looking at him like yeah he scored more points than Kareem and Jordan but is he a better scorer than them like in my opinion there's been arguments no. and I've seen it before that you know you LeBron he's got he's gonna have more points he's a better no he's not a better pure scorer than Michael Jordan okay like no. he he you know he has the percentages. He has the 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 the, ta- the the accumulative stats, but I don't see him as a scorer like Kareem or Jordan was, or even Kobe. Um, but he's a guy that is really good at everything. Jordan was a great right. scorer. LeBron's a really good scorer, but LeBron's also a really good rebounder, a really good assist guy, a really good defender. He checks off so many boxes. That's what impresses me the most about LeBron. And I, it's like when you don't say he's a great scorer, a better scorer than Jordan because he's, he's got more points, like the LeBron stands, like, you know, jump all over you. And I really oh, yeah. care less about him. They can, they can kiss my you-know-what. But I'm like, I'm just being <laughs> honest. It, and it's not slight to say that LeBron is not a better scorer, scorer than Jordan. doesn't mean he's not a great scorer. He's a really good scorer. He's a really good assist man. He's a really good facilitator. He's a really good rebounder. He's a really good defender. He's a plus defender. So it's like, you know, all that all that other stuff is ridiculous. He's just not a really good free throw shooter. He's not a great three-point shooter. I, I mean, I got you know facts to, to back that up. He's a great basketball He would have broke mean, the just... record by now if he was a better free throw shooter. Jordan's a better free throw no, shooter. He... So, I mean, I, I, I'll always have that really... on him. But – you know what I mean? But, you know, listen, I, you know, it, it pains me to say it because, you know, I really hate giving LeBron his flowers, but, you know, the guy's great. And, and you know, and, you know, he's got, he, he's not just, um, he's not a compiler, you know, even though he's had a long career since he was out of high school and he's been, but he's right, been he's doing it at a high level for so long. He's not a compiler. He's just great. He really is great. Yeah, um, you know, Barry, you did, I, I don't want to. don't want the show to go by. I don't mean to to bring up a somber note, but uh, gotta acknowledge that it's been two years since the world lost Kobe, uh, and and I just want to give a shout out to Kobe Bamba Foundation. Uh, guy was uh, a savant on the court, and um, you know, uh, I loved the relationship he had with his daughter. Um, I mean, I've got a daughter myself, and just watching him. Uh, especially in his later years, the way he was with with his girl and and with with uh, being a girl dad, and I remember that being a trending thing. Um, I just want to send uh, mm. you know uh, just uh, thinking about the Kobe day and and um, man, uh, that was tough. I remember I remember where I was and and uh, it just felt like one of those things where where the world felt a little different um, that day. Two years ago, uh, we lost Kobe, um, so. Um, just sending some love to the to the Mamba Foundation and, the, and Kobe's family. Um, really quick, Barry, uh, I, I actually, you know, I have the all-time leaders for regular season on the on my screen right here. Did you realize? I didn't realize this. This is a a a um, a shooting star stat right here. But Kobe and LeBron have played the exact same number of games at thirteen forty six. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, that's pretty wild, uh, and and it's just if you, if anybody's out there, you really want to do some deep dive into stats. Seriously, just do a straight comparison: LeBron versus Kobe, um, because they are at this exact moment in time have played the same number of games. Um, obviously, LeBron will get past that one soon. But Barry, as always, I'm looking at the clock. I thought. 
how are we going to fill an hour? And yet we have managed to do it yet again. Um, and I just feel like there's a lot more to hit on. Uh, we didn't even get a chance to talk about Steph Curry beating the Rockets. So apologies to Steph Curry. We're uh, at least you're hitting buckets as opposed to Westbrook hitting back backboards. Really, Perry, you saw the the Westbrook one where he just nailed the backboard because that was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, oh, look man. out. Um, there's another arena being built off the bricks that he's putting up. But, no, listen, um, I mentioned it yesterday. Um, you know, yesterday was the anniversary of Kobe's death. Um, the Lakers, um, ironically, were 24-24 and 24 and the eighth seed huh. in the uh, West. So it's 24-8, and eight, um, Kobe's numbers. So that's really crazy to me, right? But, um, no, um, listen, you know – Kobe had a great career. He he was a great player, but, you know, became an even better person, overcame that earlier incident in his life, became a great husband, a great father, a great ambassador for the game. And, you know, I think he was on his way to doing a lot of great things after his career was over. And it's just a shame that, you know, his light was, was extinguished so young. Um, I think probably a year or two older than I will be soon. So, um, you know, he was, he was three years older than I was. Um, so, you know, you know, he died at 42. I'm going to be 42 next year. So it's, it's just, it's, it's a shame. It's, it really is. And, um, it, I think like, I, like you, I remember where I was that day and I, you know, talked, you know, I had a four way call with my brothers and sisters and who we hadn't really talked a lot all together at once. And, you know, just kind of just letting them know, like, you know, it taught us a lesson to, you know, appreciate the ones you have in your life because you just don't know. And and I think, you know, yeah. even though Kobe um, didn't, wasn't like, it was like he was like everybody's brother or something like that. It was just that you didn't expect it. You didn't expect him to go. So it's just like, and, and his beautiful daughter, Gianna. So just tell uh, the ones yeah. that you love that you love them. Um, so, um yeah, I, I, that's the lesson learned that day. But, um, yeah, the Lakers got the last by the Sixers. Um, the Sixers playing a lot better basketball right now. They're starting to ascend. I think they're a trade away um, to really being a good team. Um, you know, hopefully, that you know, you know, Daryl Morley and company really wise up and just, just trade them. Just trade uh, them. Just get what you can. If you can get a nice package for them, um, you know, maybe, you know, trading him to Minnesota or trading him to the sick, to, to, to either maybe the, the Spurs or, or whoever you, you know, just get something for him. I mean, you're not going to get top dollar for this guy, but you know, anything in return for a guy that's not playing is a win. So, you know, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a tough spot. Um, I, I don't know what you do if you're if you're Philly, but I think number one thing you do is move on. Find a way to just move yeah. on. There's no reason to do it. You look at all exactly. Teams, you look at like uh, what the Houston Texans had to deal with with Deshaun Watson, and it's really just having the cloud mm-hmm. over your head. You could just move the problem somewhere else. Um, listen, Barry, I want to give you a little bit of a uh, of a of a final word here uh, before you say good night to the people, and I will, and then we'll call it a night. Yeah, I mean, like, thanks for having me on the Crossover Cafe, another great show, um, SportsCityChefs.com. Get to the website, news, blogs, uh, the interviews, uh, the merchandise. We have a lot of uh, great stuff on there. Dave, is. I'm still waiting for him to blog. I'll keep asking until he finally does it. Um, a lot of great <laughs> articles on there. I had one about uh, the base. Also, finally got one about the Hall of Fame voting. Um, and, and like I said, listen to uh, last night's show. The villain went off on the callers. Um, ca- the, ca- the callers uh, cookout uh, went off about these fools um, and, and for baseball. So definitely take a listen to that. It's epic. Um, and, and articles galore. Um, more will be on the way. Um, another great weekend of football. Uh, great weekend of sports. Hey, listen. Um, tell a friend to tell a friend. The chefs. Again, now you know, you know what I'm saying? So, thanks. There you go. Listen, anytime I see uh, somebody saying someone's cooking on uh, on social, I make sure I say, you know who's really cooking? Sports City Chefs. Uh, listen, check us out. 
www.sportcitychefs.com. Look for us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, Sport City Chefs. I have said enough for a lifetime, and for the last time, I wish you all a very pleasant good afternoon. Sport City, Sport City Chefs, Chefs. City chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune, bloom like a flower in June. Superman vs. MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend, it's the Sports City Chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Sports City, Sports City Chefs, Chefs. Uh-huh.